It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here after a disappointing, to say the least, Week 13 of the NFL season as the Panthers lose at home to the previously 2-9 and nine Washington Redskins by a score of 29-21 to 21 as the Panthers fall to 5-7 and seven on the season and have seemingly hit rock bottom as th- this is just a mess now. This... That that was as about about as bad of a performance from this Panthers team as I think we've seen not just this season but in quite some time. That that was just bad. And what's frustrating is they started off so strong. I mean, they scored two touchdowns pretty quick. They were up fourteen nothing, and then even throughout the game or a little into the first half, it's fourteen three. Uh, So early on, the offense just looked like it was clicking. And then everything just seemed to fall apart. The offense could not move the ball to save their lives. Defense kept getting shredded by the run game. Uh, Darius Geis was breaking out big runs. Adrian Peterson was running strong. Uh, So they couldn't stop the run, which, you know, shocker of shocker, since the Panthers are about the worst team in the league right now in stopping the run. And then Dwayne Haskins was beating them a little bit too. And he, he threw the ball pretty well. Just just an ugly, ugly performance. And once again, the Panthers got down to a situation where they had a shot just a couple of yards away to potentially tie the game and completely screw it up. And that's why the Panthers are now sitting here at five and seven. And playoffs are dead. Let, let's face it. Playoffs are out of the picture. You know, they're they're not officially eliminated, but let's be realistic here. Five and seven with the way, again, the division, of course, is already officially out of the picture. The Saints locked that up on Thursday when they beat the Falcons. So their only hope now is to win a wild card. And you're already three back in the win column of the Vikings. Vikings play today. So if the Vikings beat the Seahawks. You have both NFC wild cards at nine wins. Panthers sitting at seven losses. So really, I don't even know why I'm sitting here talking about the playoffs because this team is not going to the playoffs. Uh, I'm just trying to, I don't know, shine some kind of positivity, shine some light that they are still alive. But the fact of the matter is this team is completely flat and 
heads absolutely have to roll. And, you know, the Panthers came out, David Tepper comes out and says they're not making a, a decision at least the rest of this season uh, before the season ends on any coaching changes. But let, let's face it, I, I think the time has come. We, we talked about it a lot, how if the season goes south again, that this could be Ron Rivera's final season in uh, Carolina. You have to think that's coming now. You can't lose games like this, you know. And and just over the last couple of weeks, this team has just looked absolutely flat. And it's crazy to think going back and see, you know, the beginning of the season, a couple of the teams they beat. I mean, remember this is a team that went into Houston and beat the Texans. They held Deshaun Watson and that Texans offense to ten points. And that's a team that just put 28 on the Patriots. And the Patriots, we've been sitting here, everybody's sitting here talking about how the Patriots have arguably the best defense in the NFL. That secondary has been incredible. And the Texans just kind of went to town on the Patriots. And the Panthers held that team to 10 points earlier in the season, back when they had that four-game winning streak. And it seemed like the ball was getting back in the right direction. They got off the schneid of that 0-2 start, and they were rolling. They were 4-2. They were getting better. They were, you know, they were going to challenge the Saints, and things have just completely fallen apart. The offense can't move the ball. Kyle Allen has struggled again. Uh, the, the offensive line hasn't been playing well. You know, it, it's really even hard to pinpoint a guy other than, you know, maybe Taylor Moten. Guys that have actually been playing well along the offensive line. I, 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 the only bright spots, I think, on this offense right now are Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and to some extent, Curtis Samuel. Because Samuel had a bit of a nice game yesterday. And, you know, maybe Greg Olson a little bit too. But McCaffrey and Moore are th the biggest bright lights on this offense. But that's shining a light through a very dark cave. And then the the defense, forget it. Other than, you know, maybe a couple of the linebackers, Keekley and maybe Shaq Thompson, I don't know where to start on this defense with how disappointing it's been. And I've said numerous times, with how much talent was on this team, and obviously injuries have played a factor, but even still, you know, you have other guys that sh should be able to step in, and a lot of these guys just haven't. The secondary has struggled. Uh, some of the defensive linemen have struggled. It, it's just been a world of hurt for this, at, at this point, for the entire Panthers team, and it all comes down at this point to Ron Rivera. And again, this this defense became his baby. He t he basically took over the defense from Eric Washington, and we're watching it completely evaporate in front of our very eyes and if things don't turn around soon and doesn't really look like they will I think Ron Rivera is gone after this season you look at the at, at this point it's where are these how many more games are the Panthers really even going to win next week you go to Atlanta and you just got throttled by them at home three weeks ago and this does not look like a team you know, both of these teams obviously are not good, but you go to Carolina or you go down to Atlanta. Carolina just does not doesn't look like a team right now that's going to go to Atlanta and 
overcome what happened three weeks ago and beat the Falcons. Then you got the Seahawks coming to town. The way this defense is looking now and the way Dwayne Haskins just played against them, Russell Wilson's going to have a field day. Russell Wilson might not even play the whole game because that game might end up being a blowout and they might put their backup in. And off the top of my head, I don't even know who the Seahawks backup is, but he might get some playing time because they might end up pulling Russell Wilson similar to what the Rams did yesterday against the Cardinals. They were blowing out the Cardinals so much that Goff didn't even have to finish the game. They put Blake Bortles in there. That might happen week 15 when the Seahawks go to Carolina. Week 16, then, you've got the Colts. Now, the Colts, we know, have been up and down. They, they've had some trouble, uh, but they're fighting for a playoff spot. You know, that that's a game that can maybe go either way because both teams are struggling. And then you got the Saints coming to town in Week 17. And depending on how the playoffs shape up, you know, whether the, the Saints have locked everything up by then, maybe the Saints rest their starters again. We'll see. The Saints, of course, have a big one next week against the 49ers that could very well determine the number one seed in the NFC. But I look at these last four games – I see two wins at most, and that's if the Saints are resting their starters in Week 17. Because right now, I don't think they're beating the Falcons, and I certainly don't think they're beating the Seahawks. And that would put you at 5-9, and nine, giving you your second straight losing season. And, and really, that Colts game is at Indianapolis. That, that's going to be tough for them. I mean, this Panthers team might end up with 10 losses. They, they very well could end up with 10 losses. And heads just got to start rolling then at, at that point. And it, it's just so disappointing because, again, we came into the season with some high. I, I know I was certainly high on this team. I, I truly believe, and you, you guys know this, and you guys can go back and listen to the, the podcast I truly believed that this team was going to be a playoff team this year. I truly believed, you know, I, I was going on radio shows and I'm just, you know, talking to people and I'm saying, listen, this team's going to win 10 or 11 games. They're going to get a wild card. They're going to make some noise. Every, everything's going to be all hunky-dory. I, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating. And I know you fans out there certainly have to be fr very frustrated as well with just how this the season just completely went south. At this point, I think really now we're looking at um, we're looking at the draft, and so we'll start touching on that a little bit. But um, you know, we'll we'll touch. I want to touch on the stats a little bit too. You know how great they were for some players. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to take a minute, of course, to shout out a couple of our sponsors real quick. As this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. 
Bluetooth is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as we run quick with the uh, the stats from yesterday, just to see how fantastic they were. Kyle Allen goes 27 to 46, 278 yards Two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't feel like he had that s- small number of rushing yards, but he only had four, uh, 44 yards on 14 carries. And Kyle Allen added 22 yards on four carries. And DJ Moore leading the way in receiving six catches for... 75 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, uh, four catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. McCaffrey did add 58 yards receiving on seven catches, so he still had over 100 total yards. Jarius Wright got in the mix a little bit. He hadn't heard from him too much this season, but he had three catches, 34 yards. Ian Thomas, four catches, 24 yards. And Greg Olson, three catches, 22 yards. Uh it sucked that Olsen had that big hit, though. We, we saw the big hit that uh, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, Ryan Anderson, Ryan Kerrigan didn't play. Ryan Anderson, the linebacker, delivered on Greg Olsen, and you saw Greg Olsen go right down, and the flags immediately came out, and Anderson was immediately ejected from the game. So hopefully Olsen comes back okay. We'll, we'll see how he does. Uh, defensive, defensively, Eric Reed had a sack. Mario Addison had a sack and a half. Bruce Irvin had a sack. Uh, even Stacy McGee had half a sack, the newest addition to the Panthers. So uh, nice kind of Panthers debut there. And even Gerald McCoy added a sack. So, you know, they, they got to Dwayne Haskins a couple times, but unfortunately they just didn't, didn't do enough on defense overall to really – to really give themselves a shot. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you jump out to a 14-0 lead, and then you give up 29 unanswered points. You're not going to win a lot of football games doing that. Again, they gave themselves a shot. They had the touchdown late, and then uh, 
and then got the onside kick, but they also threw a, a very costly interception with just a couple minutes to go in the game that you know maybe could have changed the outcome or maybe give, given the Panthers a better chance to win. But it was a killer interception, and then they still were in a position where they're inside the five-yard line, and they've got a shot to get in the end zone, and just like they've done a number of times this season, they fall just a few yards short. Well, in, in all actuality, they, of course, ended up about 20 yards short because the ball went completely the wrong way with Allen scrambling, and then the ball got loose. But they were still inside the five, and they could not punch it in. And that's kind of been the theme of this Panther season. It's just they couldn't get the key yards when they needed them most. We saw it in week two against the Buccaneers. Uh, we saw it, what, what other game was it? it, it just, it, it's happened a couple times more often, more often than it should, to be quite honest, that they couldn't get those key yards. But bottom line, Panthers blow it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to put it. The Panthers blow it. This, this was a game they could not lose, and they did lose it. They lost to a vastly inferior team at home, and now they are sitting at five and seven. And may uh, we were already bringing up a lot of questions, and these are just going to further fuel the fire. You know, you, we're just continuing to add gasoline to the fire with this loss. And like I said, it doesn't really get much better after this with traveling to the Falcons and then the Seahawks, the Colts, and the Saints to close out the season. So 5-7 and seven now for the Panthers, and currently sitting, amazingly, they are, um, I believe they're still sitting as the, or in second place, because I believe they are still ahead of the Buccaneers in the NFC South. I'm going to... Check that real quick. Nice live look at uh, playoff predictors. And again, re quick reminder, I love using playoff predictors. They've actually set it up a lot better than the, the ESPN playoff machine. So um, I would suggest, I would definitely suggest using that if you want to play through the rest of the season, predict all these games, because it really does a nice job figuring out, figuring out the tiebreakers uh, a lot better than ESPN does, but uh, loading, I'm trying to load this up here, and we see that, um, actually, no, I'm sorry, the Buccaneers are actually now sitting in second place in the NFC South, uh, the Panthers, the Buccaneers actually have the tiebreaker over the Panthers, as the Buccaneers are now Two and three in the division. Panthers are just one and three. So for the moment, the Panthers are now in third place in the NFC South. Of course, tied with the Panther, uh, tied with the uh, Buccaneers at five and seven. And if the Panthers aren't careful, they could end up in last place. They are two games now ahead of the Falcons in the NFC South, at least for third place. But a Falcons win next week, of course, would mean the Falcons would have the season sweep of the Panthers. Uh, boy, who, who would have thought? I mean, 
we thought the Panthers could potentially finish third, but that's because we thought the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons were all going to be really good and potentially all make the playoffs. And if you would have said the Panthers would have been in third place, you would have been okay with that because that it still could have potentially meant competing for the playoffs or a playoff spot. But now we're talking about the Panthers in third place at 5-7 and seven and possibly... Uh, possibly heading for a last place finish, and wouldn't that be something? After all, all the hype that we that we gave the Panthers going into the seasons, we uh, we'll check out the rest of the Falcons' schedule just to kind of see what uh, what they're up against again. We know the rest of the Panthers' schedule. Uh, Falcons, of course, home against the Panthers. Next week, and then in week 15, the Panther, or excuse me, the Falcons will be at, as I look through, the, uh, the Falcons are at the 49ers in week 15, so that'll likely be a loss for uh, for the Falcons, but again, that that's when the Panthers play the Seahawks, so Falcons could still be just a game back then in week 16. Panthers, of course, have the Colts. Falcons are home against the Jaguars. That could be a win for the Falcons. We see the Jaguars are struggling, and the Jaguars might end up going back to Gardner Minshew with the way with the way uh, Nick Foles played. And then, of course, Week 17, Panthers have the Saints, which, of course, means the Falcons have the Buccaneers. So, who knows? It's entirely possible that... Um, and just to double check where that game is, that is uh, that is at Tampa Bay. But it's still kind of possible that the Falcons catch the Panthers for uh, for last place, or to get out of last place and drop the Panthers into last place in the NFC South. And um, in a sense, to remember that also kind of affects the uh, the two extra games, as it were. For the 2020 NFL regular season, we know uh, we know 14 of the games are already, of course, set based on the uh, the rotation. The Panthers, and yes, I'm already starting to look ahead to 2020, um, but we know the Panthers, of course, have the six division games as always, and then the rotation this year has them playing the NFC North and the AFC West. As the Panthers are scheduled their home the home games we know right now, they have the three division games. They will be home against the Bears and the Lions from the NFC North. And then from the AFC West, they have the Broncos and the Raiders coming to Charlotte. So that's the home schedule as well as uh, a team from the NFC West will come to Charlotte. And right now, that is looking, once again, like the Rams are going to take a trip to uh, to Carolina. As, 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 the play, or as the standings stand right now, again, with the Panthers in third place, that would pair them up with the third place team from the NFC West, which, of course, right now is the Rams. As the Cardinals, I believe, now are just about guaranteed to 
finish last now that the Rams beat them to go to seven and five and the Cardinals are now at three, eight and one. So that would be the home NFC West game. And then the away schedule, you can kind of figure after, after the, uh, after knowing the home schedule, they'll, uh, the away schedule will send them to Minnesota and send them to green Bay again. So they're looking now at a second year in a row that they're going to travel to Lambeau and then they'll also visit Minnesota. And then they will be on the road against the Chiefs and the Chargers. So the Panthers will actually get to be one of the first teams to visit the new L.A. Stadium there in Inglewood. And then they will visit an NFC East team, which right now means they would once again play the Washington Redskins. Panthers sitting in third. And at, so are the Redskins. Now, of course, they could still get into second place, which would mean that NFC West game would be against either the 49ers or the Seahawks, as those teams are, of course, still battling for the division. And then second place in the NFC East, of course, is either going to be the, the Cowboys or the Eagles. But uh, as, as of now, those two extra games, the Rams out of the NFC West and the Redskins out of the NFC East. So again, that's as we're already, already starting to look ahead to 2020 as 2019 looks to, uh, looks to be just about out of play with four weeks to go. But I think, uh, I think that's kind of going to wrap things up. Again, there's not too much to talk about outside the Panthers in the NFC South. Again, we briefly touched on the Saints beating the Falcons on Thursday night, 26-18, uh, to 18, to officially clinch the NFC South. And then it was the Buccaneers having no trouble with the Jaguars, winning by a score of 28-11, to 11, as Nick Foles, of course, got Benched in favor of Gardner Minshew, as things are just an absolute mess there in Jacksonville. So fortunately, that was a win, of course, for the Panthers. But for the Buccaneers, it was uh, it was Jameis Winston going 21 of 33, 268 yards. Didn't throw a touchdown. Didn't throw an interception though, so that's good. Uh, they did get two rushing touchdowns from Peyton Barber. 44 yards on 17 carries, and it was 87 yards and a uh, 87 yards on five catches for Brashad Perryman actually leading the way there. So again, real quick, that means the standings in the NFC South. The Saints again have clinched the division at 10 and 2. Buccaneers and Panthers tied for second. With the Bucks having the tiebreaker at five and seven, and then the Falcons sitting at three and eight. And again, next week it's the Panthers taking on the Falcons. The Buccaneers are home against the Colts, and then the Saints, of course, have the big one at one o'clock against the 49ers. Again, in a game that could very well determine the number one seed, especially for the Saints if they can win, because that would give them wins over both the 49ers and the Seahawks. So it would, it would assure them that they'd have the tiebreaker 
over the NFC West champion. And uh, rundown real quick of the, the rest of the week, 13 scores. It was, of course, um, Thanksgiving. And, of course, hope you guys had a, a great Thanksgiving. It was the Bears over the Lions, 24-20. to Bills beat the Cowboys 26-15 to move to 9-3 and and just about put them in the playoffs. And then again, the Saints clinching the South 26-18 over the Falcons. Then the Ravens won the big showdown over the 49ers 20-17. Bengals finally got a win. They finally get their first win of the season as they beat the Jets 22-6. To go to 1-11. and 11. And of course they still hold the number one pick in the draft. The only team within the game of them now for that top pick are the Giants. But the Giants do have an easier strength of schedule. So it's still possible that the Giants can catch the Bengals for the top pick. But as of now the Bengals still hold the top pick. It was the Titans over the Colts 31-17 putting the Titans... In good playoff position, tying them with the Steelers, who of course beat the Browns 20 to 13, but the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Titans. Dolphins somehow beat the Eagles. The Eagles are just bad. <laughs> let's let's face it. Eagles were up 28-14 in this game, and they get outscored 23 to 3 since then, as the Dolphins win 37-31. Packers over the Giants, 31-13. Rams beat the Cardinals, 34-7. Chiefs pound the Raiders in a game that, of course, got flexed into the 425 spot, and the Chiefs just handled the Raiders with ease, 40-9. Broncos get the season sweep of the Chargers, 23-20, as Drew Locke wins his first start. And then the Texans over the Patriots, 28-22. And that, of course, means the Texans jump back into the three seed over the Chiefs. And it means the Ravens are now currently the number one seed in the AFC as the Ravens and Patriots are both 10-2. and two. And, of course, the Ravens beat the Patriots a couple weeks ago. The Week 14 schedule starts Thursday with Dallas at Chicago, a pair of 6-6 six and six teams there. Then on Sunday, you've got Carolina at Atlanta, Baltimore at Buffalo, which should be a, a really intriguing one now, Cincinnati at Cleveland, Washington at Green Bay, Denver at Houston, Detroit at Minnesota, San Francisco at New Orleans, Miami at the Jets, Indianapolis at Tampa Bay. Those are all the 1 o'clock games. Then at 4.05, you've got the Chargers against the Jaguars. 425, it's the Steelers against the Cardinals, the Titans against the Raiders, and then of course the big highlight of next week, the or the, the second highlights with the Niners Saints at 1 o'clock, and then the highlight of the afternoon wave is the AFC Championship rematch between the Chiefs and the Patriots. Then on Sunday Night Football, it's the Seahawks taking on the Rams. And then Monday Night Football, what a treat. It's the Eagles against the Giants. Yay, what a fantastic game. <laughs> the 5-7 and seven Eagles against the 2-10 and ten Giants. That's what we have to look forward to on Monday Night Football next week. So 
congratulations <laughs> is about all we can say. Um, but before we get out of here, I uh, want to shout out real quick to uh, one more one more of, of our sponsors that, of course, are our friends over at Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. So for $20 off of a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. And if you're listening on the go and you can't visit away right now, you can find this and all other offers from locked on sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And with that, I think we're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Really do appreciate it. Try to get over this loss, I guess. It's, it's going to take some time, but we will get through it. And uh, soon enough, the season will mercifully be over and we will uh, start focusing on 2020. But until next time, Bill Rossetti signing off. Remember to follow the podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Remember to follow me, of course, on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. And we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.